You are welcome to the podcast of Dominion Chapel International, the special place. We are a church that believes in pure worship, unadulterated word, and family. Be enlightened as you listen to this message. While you're standing, place your right hand on your chest and say, This is my year of breaking forth. I break forth on every side. I spread out from the north to the north, to the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west. Nothing can stop my expansion. Nothing can stop my testimony. Nothing can stop my new beginning. Nothing can conceal me. I'm designed. I am wired to show forth the praise of God in every area of life. In Jesus' name. You want to clap your hands and celebrate God for that prophetic word? Hallelujah. I wanted you to clap with all seriousness and all joy. Smiling to yourself. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 All right, let's please have us see the glory of God. Let's have us see the glory of God. Let the keyboard keep playing. Hallelujah. God is in the midst of his people. Hallelujah. God is in the midst of his people. Hallelujah. God is in the midst of his people. Hallelujah. For you have come to Mount Zion. You have come to the city of the living God. And there are angels here that you cannot count, you cannot number. And every one of them has been assigned by God to minister to you. Oh, your amen is not showing you excited about that. The Bible says, and after Christ had been tempted, the angels ministered to him. Oh, come on, this morning the Lord has caused angels to minister to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have come to a place where there are great company witnesses. People that have tested and tried the father of glory. And they have found him and deemed him faithful. Too faithful to fail. There's the spirit of Abraham here to tell you that God is not done with you yet. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, there's the spirit of Sarah here to tell that it's not too late. Oh, there's the spirit of Daniel here to tell that even when they put in the lions, then you'll come out alive. Oh, there are the spirits of those three wonderful Hebrew boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> uh, the fire cannot consume you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. What consumes others will reveal your glory. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. You know, when you read the book of Hebrews chapter number 11, it lists for you the cloud of witnesses. People that are witnesses to the faithfulness of God. Chapter 11. And then chapter number 12, 22, it says you have come to Mount Zion. You have come to the city of the living God. You have come to a place where there are clouds of witnesses. People have testimonies of God. Both alive and those who are not around. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And if you have this understanding, then that should help you to realize that you do not come to a gathering where the saints are, where Jesus is the reason for the gathering and you leave the same as you entered. There must always be a change. 
Now, when you have that consciousness, you always come into every spiritual gathering with a definite expectation and knowing that you will not live without an answer to that expectation. But when you don't know where you're going to, you will not have any expectation. And when there's no expectation, there can be an experience. It's your expectation that forces or provokes God's presence for an experience. Let me repeat that again. It's your expectation that provokes the presence of God for a personal experience. It's your expectation, your personal private expectation that provokes the presence of God for a personal encounter or a personal experience. The power of God can be in the meeting. The glory of God can be in the meeting. God will be eager to bless. God will be eager to lift. But it's only those that know that he's a lifter of men that can enjoy his lifting. It's only those that know that they have come to Rapha to enjoy healing. Praise God. It's only those that know that they have come to Jireh to enjoy the supernatural provision of God. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So you must know where you have come to. You have not come to a gathering of, you know, people uh, dressed. You know, today we are down dressed. Amen. Amen and amen. You have not come to some place. No, you have come to a place where there are possibilities. Glory to God. So you must come to the presence of God with expectation because you are coming to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. You have come to a city. I said you have come to where? Where have you come to? Shout it. Shout it. Shout it. Shout it. You have come to where? A city of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. You know, when, when you are asked to repeat these things, it will help you because some of you don't have time to study. You don't study your Bible, so. <laughs> Amen. Some of you don't even read your Bible. So this is the time that you get, you know, you have the opportunity to, uh, to be empowered. So make sure you repeat them. As you are repeating, you are hearing it and it's staying in your heart. Say, I have come to the city of the living God. Is a place where the blood is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. This is our year of break forth. 2023, break forth 23. I increase and spread out on every side. Isaiah 54 verse 1 to 4. Hallelujah. And this is our month of the power of the word. Say the power of the word. And by the grace of God, there's been some amazing, wonderful teachings that have been coming to us on Sundays, on Tuesdays, on Thursdays. God has been helping us to understand what it means when we say that the power of the word. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And on Thursday, I continued the message that I was privileged to start last week, Thursday. Um, why I need the word. Why I need the word. Amen. And uh, one of the things we learned is that we were created by the word and we are sustained by the word. Amen. And then on, on, uh, on Thursday... We learned that the hair, as long as 
he or she is a child, differeth not from a slave, though he's Lord of all. And we said that in as much as the hair by definition is a lord of all. It means all the inheritance, there's a, all the properties of the father are his or hers. But as long as the heir is a child, he or she cannot enjoy what is supposed to be his or her. Is that okay? Does that make sense? Yeah, imagine a father who is very rich and he has a lot of cars, a lot of cars. All kinds of cars, four wheels, all wheeled, all the wheeled, and the half wheeled. He has all the cars. And then wheels everything to his son. At the time the man is passing away, the son was just six years old. And he so so by reason of the, the wheel, every property of the father is his. Everybody. So by definition. He is Lord of all. It means all the property of the Father, he is the Lord of all. He is the owner. He is now the owner. But until he grows to a place or a time of responsibility, as perhaps stipulated by the Father in the will, he cannot enjoy. And he's not different from the servant. The servant is walking to the market. He too is walking to the market. Are, are you with me? And we said that by reason of our new birth, we have been given access to be lord of all but until we grow until we grow until we come into maturity until we come into maturity we cannot enjoy the things that has been bequeathed to us by the lord are you with me hallelujah so when there's a testament there's a will that has everything that is the laws that is ours and it's all in the scriptures. The Bible is God's will for us. The Bible is God's will for us. In that Bible, you will find every property that is yours. But every will only takes effect when the one that wrote it dies. And Jesus died. So it's active. It's what? It's active. So perhaps you could have a lawyer who could read it to you. That these are the things that your father has given to you. But there's a but there. Until you grow, you cannot access it. And it's the same thing with our Christian faith. So, by Christ Jesus, everything that makes for peace, everything that makes for godliness, everything that will bring you comfort by the work of Christ on the cross, you have been given access to. Glory to God. But you will need to grow. You will need to mature. You need to come into growth. You must mature. If you don't grow, you can't enjoy them. So in the provision of God, there is good sleep as part of the properties you have to have. You can sleep when you like to sleep. Wake up when you want to wake up. Are you here with me? Oh, didn't you see in the Bible? It says he giveth his beloved sleep. It's part of the will. Praise God. Yeah, so some of us that have perhaps have grown to understand it, when it's time to sleep, we sleep. We don't need medication. We don't need milk. We don't need uh, milo pampa. We just close our eyes because his word says he gives his beloved sleep. And so I swallow that one and I sleep and sleep well. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. As part of the will is that by his stripes you were healed. 
It means he took care of anything that will affect your body. Any sickness, any disease, he took care of it. When you now grow into it, you mature into begin to walk in that. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. I discovered it. I, I understood that scripture. I understood that word in the year 2000. So from 2000 to 2023, my back has not laid on hospital bed. Even when I go there, they will sack me because it's not part. This body cannot be subjected to anything by any doctor. Are you with me? I am not boasting. I'm making my boast in the Lord. These provisions are there. And you must mature into it. If you don't mature into it, you will think it's a lie. When those that are walking it tell you, say, no, 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 it's exaggeration. It's exaggeration. It is true. It is very true. Praise the name of Jesus. I was having a chat with one of my, 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 my dear ones and, and I was telling the person my itinerary for the weekend and then, you know, she, this lady has known me for a long time. Like, Paisa, you have an unusual strength. And I say, yes, I have it. Because in 2002, 2003, I heard a man of God preaching from Isaiah chapter 11 and verse number 2 that one of the spirits in the spirit is the spirit of might. And I saw the man walking in the reality of that word. He stood and laid hands on 90,000 people and didn't drink water. From morning 8.30 to night, 12 midnight, they didn't drink one bottle of water. I said, what? And that man was way older than me. So I always want to sit on that word. I have the spirit of might. I have the spirit of might. I have the spirit of might. Galapaya, taya. Soak the word. Soak the word. Yeah. Amen. It's the spirit of might. I tell you, it's the spirit of might. The body is a slave to your spirit. He must answer to you. These are realities in the word of God. But if you don't mature, if you don't grow into them, you will not be able to leave them. Are you still here with me at all? Praise the name of Jesus. Praise God. Now, today I want to continue the message and I want to talk about the fact that the word is trustworthy. And I'll be sharing with you briefly on how to develop dependency or trust on the word or in the word. Now, you need to understand this that <laughs> there's a warfare going on. There's a warfare. The life is not as quiet as you think it is. There's a lot going on. Give me Ephesians chapter number 6. I want you to follow me carefully, but excitedly. Amen. Verse number 10, Ephesians chapter number 6. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What happens there? Continue, sir. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil. It didn't say the power of the devil. When it comes to the saint, it's wiles. When it comes to the world, it's power. Why is it so? Because when you read the accounts of Jesus in Matthew chapter 28, don't go there, just stay here. Matthew 28, 16 down. Mark 16, 16 down. Jesus Christ mentioned that all power has been given to him. All power has been given to him. He said, go in my name. So now we have authority. We have what? Authority. We have the right of the author. We have the right of the author. So when it comes to the saint, by God's program, Ephesians chapter number 1, 
downwards from verse number 19 to 22, you will see that the saint has been lifted above all principalities and powers. Ephesians 2, tell you that as well. So we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers. That is what the word of God says. The word of God says so. So in God's program, if you have come to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, your location is in Christ and you are far above principalities and powers. Hello. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. John chapter 10 verse 35 says, And the scriptures cannot be broken. He called them gods unto whom that the word of God came. He called them gods. It means that they, they have, by God's program, assumed a place of dominion. They rule over the affairs of life. Colossians 1 verse 13 says that he has translated us. In other words, he has transported us from the region of darkness into the region of light. In this light is Jesus that is the king of all kings. So in the region of darkness, the power of the devil suffice. It works. But in the region of light, he has no place there. So it's by deception. Somebody shout deception. Shout deception. Shout deception. Shout deception. Hallelujah to Jesus. So, when you become born again, what the devil does is to seek an opportunity to work in your life when you give him permit. All right, give me, give me, give me um, Luke. The way some of you are looking at me is like, are you sure? You are talking plenty, plenty. Like, are you sure? But then, me look why? Shall me look? I'm going to check it. How far? Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, Jesus, thank you. You are worthy to be praised. Verse number 13. Give me the New Living Translation. Thank you, Jesus. I hope you're getting something already. All right. Can you read with me, people of God? Let's go. 4.13. Let's go. Unto what? Again? So you see, the guy cannot come with this an opportunity. He's very civilized though. When you're a we're very... He's, he's, he's a lawyer. The devil is a lawyer. So that's why he can quote the law book. He doesn't just do anything. So someone says, oh, I didn't know how it happened. The devil came upon me. He doesn't come upon you. He's no Holy Ghost. He seeks an opportunity. Then he comes. So he said, what did he say? So he said, so you see, when you read uh, verse number one, it was the Holy Ghost that sent Christ into the wilderness to be tempted. That was opportunity. So he had no right to come again until there was another opportunity. Now, for him to get an opportunity, he must work at it. So how does he work at it? Paul said, we are not ignorant about the wiles, the tricks. It is through tricks that he gets an opportunity. Are you still here with me? Now, there's a story of a king called Balak and a certain prophet called Balaam. Now, when Israel left Egypt, 
and they were journeying to the promised land. Every nation that saw them, they conquered. In fact, at a point in time, the nations feared the name Israel because they realized there was a super God with them. So, they were passing through the land that belongs to Balak. And Balak knew he can't conquer them. So, Balak went to give prophetic seed to Balaam, like some of you do. You know very well that that position you are seeking for at work, it was true fornication. And yet you have brought a big seed to the servant of God to prophesy and pray over your life that they will promote you. And when the man prays, not knowing that because he is innocent and the Lord loves him, his prayer becomes a stumbling block and thinks the devil. Someone didn't like that. It is the truth. People give all kinds of offering. A man of God is an offering. Say, Tadush, ta, I hear the Lord. God said, I'm not speaking. I'm not speaking. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now, you see, Balak knew that if they can be conquered spiritually, they'll be conquered physically. And how will they be conquered spiritually? By a curse. Because they were blessed. The blessing of them on them made it impossible for you to conquer them. So you see, the devil can never invade your privacy until your spirit realm is opened. That's why he gets to be very lazy in your Bible reading. You're lazy in prayer. You don't like fasting. These are the ways he's created opportunities gradually. So Balak knew that if they can be cursed, ah, they will do the rest. Because from the spirit, everything that is outward begins from the inward. It's inside. Everything starts. If you see a man says, I won't work again. Why? I'm depressed. Why is depression inside? A guy has no car, not married. You can tell he's hungry for days. And yet, during praise time, the guy is dancing. He's always smiling. It's not outside. There's something inside. There are men that have it all. But they are not happy. There's no joy in their heart. Because when it's wrong inside, very soon, like a man in Germany during the economic crunch at a certain point in time in, 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 in the world, uh, he had lost some amount of money. He's a billionaire, but he lost some amount of money. Just small, not much. He put himself and the family in the room, lit it, and they killed themselves. He's a billionaire. He only lost some millions of dollars. That is all, millions, just small. He killed himself. Death. So you see that it's not, it doesn't make, doesn't make sense. He said, no, it's inside inside. This one that the devil has been worrying, you won't talk. You are going, you are thinking to you, I'll handle myself, handle myself, handle myself. He's breaking you small, small. Breaking you small, small. One day you just break. You say, ah, what happened? He was a good man. He had been dying since, not now. The devil is very patient. So, Balaam was going to curse the people of God. When he opens his mouth, I bless you. <laughs> I bless you. Cash. Did everything. Balak said, okay, move from here. Let's go this side. Let me more sacrifice. The guy will do everything. He said, I bless you. Even to the point that even his car spoke. Now, this is what happened. Balak did everything to curse Israel, but it didn't work. But later in the story, the people of Israel, God had told them, do not marry or have any relationship with the women of these nations. Then they did it. When they did it, God now killed them. Are you seeing it? 
So until they had gone away from God's path, nothing the enemy desired could happen. So when it comes to the saint, the devil will always work opportunities. Anytime you start seeing that you don't like coming to church, just remember what I'm saying. Just remember that he's creating opportunity. Anytime you realize that your friend wake up, Charlie, let's pray. Tell me, I'm tired, I'm tired. Mm. No, it can take him a whole year, he'll do it. It can take him five years. It can take him ten years. No great man falls suddenly. Never. It begins small, small. He creates an opportunity. So, the Bible says that he, he, he left waiting for the next opportunity, which he will create. May the devil fail in looking for opportunity to be in your life. Amen. Sometimes through offense, many things he will do to get to you. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Hallelujah to Jesus. I want to just utter a word of prayer in one minute. Just that, Lord, any opportunity the devil is creating around me to disturb your progress in my life right now by your mercy and by the blood, I come against. Lift your voice and pray. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. So Ephesians, back to Ephesians. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles. That's what took us to. The wiles took us to where we came from. Is that okay? Are you with me? All right. Now, put on the whole armor of God. I remember those days when I was growing up in the faith. Before I pray at midnight, I would just stand like this. I put on my helmet of salvation. I put on my breastplate. I used to feel like a champion. I put everything. Imagine, just imagine helmet. I imagine sword. Kai. When I'm done, then I will now open my Bible. Then I will start. Sometimes before I will go further, I will lift my hand up. I say, any witch that passes on top of our roof, I give you one second, you will fall down. You will fall down. Because I'm wearing the armor of God. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime we're going to do prayer of warfare, we will we'll stand first and wear the armor. We'll all wear our armor. Who shall they say, say after me, say after me. I put on the helmet, I put on the helmet. I put, yeah, yeah. The owner said, now we are ready. We are about to enter the enemy's camp. Then my question is, so when you are finished fighting, you remove it. When the guy comes, because it's called wrestling. <laughs> it means he, he, he's like a Nima boy. He doesn't... Uh-huh. It's a wrestling. It's, it's a wrestling. Hallelujah. Praise God. But it's much more than that. Let's move on. For we wrestle, shout at me, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. <laughs> oh, glory. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Verse number 14. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Your loins, your breastplate, okay? And your feet. Show the preparation of the gospel of peace. Glory to God. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Come on, shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked one. Glory to God. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, 
which is the word of God. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. What I'm going to say is that people of God, there is a warfare going on. There is a warfare going on. Until Jesus Christ shall come in glory and the devil shall be bound for eternity. There's going to be a warfare. There's a warfare till Christ comes. And you cannot imprison the devil. You cannot imprison him. You cannot. That prayer is a wasted prayer. You don't go about praying and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I, I superimpose the counsel of divinity. Oh, ye demons, I, I bind you. I put you in prison. I lock you. I throw the key to the belly of God. Those times in Atria, one of the prayers is, yeah. yeah. the we are done, that demon your father's house will be running stomach. Hallelujah. The point is that there is an opposition. There's an accuser of the brethren. There is one who does not desire for you to advance. And most times he's the one behind all the chaos around you. There's an opposition. Now, it's not my job this morning to speak on spiritual warfare. But it's my job to tell you that you have been designed and programmed by God to conquer every opposition against your life. But you see, for you to conquer, the Lord has given a weapon to use. That weapon, the whole armor of God mentioned as the word of God. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. It's both for defense, both for offensive, it's for everything. The word protects your heart, protects your head, everything. The word of God. So you are designed by God, programmed by God to rule over every scheme of the enemy. You have been programmed by God to, to, to triumph over the works of the devil. You have been programmed by God to do so. But that is only possible by the word of God. It's your dependency on God's word that assures your triumph over the positions of the enemy over your life. Are you with me, people of God? Now, let's see an example in the book of Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 4. Oh, no, let's do look. Let's do look. Let's look at look rather. Help me read it together, people of God. Let's go. Let's start afresh. Want to go? Okay. Give us the verse number five. Let's go. Let's read on. So note the verse four. Now let's move on. Verse five. Let's go. Uh-huh. Next verse. Let's go. Before we continue reading, it seems as if for the first time the devil wanted to speak the truth. You know, if this thing he said was not so, Christ would have said, Master, you're lying. So, the day that Adam ate the fruit and rebelled against God, that was the day that Adam legally handed over the world to the devil until Christ came to take it over from him. So, what you're saying was, this one day, and I don't know what happened, but <laughs> Ross was trying to speak the truth. Continue. Verse number seven. Now, hold on. Do you see a wild, you see some trick there? 
You see them drink there. So he says, you know what? These are all the things I have. These are mine legally. Just, just bow. Simple. And I give it to you. Now, if he gives it to him, but he bowed, it means he owns him. If he owns him, then he owns his things back. Whatever you worship is your Lord. That's what is happening here. That's why worship is very powerful. Very, very powerful. Worship is actually saying you are my Lord. So the guy, the guy was being tricked. That is some of the tricks of the enemy. It's not just to bow. Just bow. And know something that he is not also ignorant about uh, the program of God. He knew that God is about to give him everything, both seen and unseen. They said, no, let me give you a counterfeit. Let's see how it's going to happen. That's what he brings. So every time you're at the verge, I just feel like saying this, but every time you are at the verge of the main thing, the faith comes in quickly. So you need to be very sensitive. All right, let's continue, sir. Let's continue. Let's, say, let's go together. Want to go? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's this phrase that keeps repeating itself from the verse number four. What phrase is that? It is written. It is written. All right, let's move on quickly. Uh-huh, continue. You see, you see, bros? He knew that this guy likes it is written. Okay, let me tell you it is written. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 And one thing you see there is that the devil doesn't give up. He's very persistent. And if you want to see that clearly, look at Delilah. The Bible says that if she persisted until the soul of some became vexed, became tired. The guy doesn't give up. So you cannot say today, I prayed enough, tomorrow I'll relax. The day you relax, that's how you come around. There's no time to relax. Are you getting the whole idea? Now, let, let, let's continue. So, let's see what Christ said. Mm-hmm. No, move on. This is the devil quoting, right? Now, let's go to Christ. Uh-huh. Do you know where he's quoting? Do you know where he's quoting? What, what's that? Uh, see, the guy knows the scripture. He's quoting. He has quoted about two verses or so. Christ quote one, he quote two. In fact, Christ's first quoting was half of the full verse. That was Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. The guy giving full. See, you want content? I get content. Give you this content. <laughs> Next verse. Let's go now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's continue now. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Now, is it possible that that statement, the devil, when the devil had ended all temptation, it's only three read. Only be that we categorized into three, but there were more because the Bible says that he tempted him for 40 days and 40 nights. Read your Bible well. So it was not just temptation one, bam, temptation two, bam, three, bam, uh-uh. 40 days, 40 nights. He said, When the devil had ended all the temptation, now why was Christ tempted? Remember, the Bible says that. John says, behold the lamp of God that takes away the sin of the world. Now in those days before a lamp is qualified to be a substitute for the people's sin, they must examine the lamp very well that there's no defect. So the devil was the examiner. 
So he scrutinized him properly from day one to day 40. Bible says when Christ finished, he was tired, he was weak, not just fasting. They stretched the man, carried him, drop him, pass here, go there, pass here. Small temptation, you are already giving up. Small one, not 40 days of wasn't nice. So giving up. Praise God. Now you see that the weapon that Christ used here to conquer the enemy was the word of God. So the word of God is what you need. It's all you need to conquer. Somebody say, what about prayer? I will come there. The word is what you need. In the realms of the spirit, battles are not by hands, they are by words. In the realm of the spirit, it's not by hands. It's not by crying, it's words. We speak words. And you see that clearly when you look at all these for this priest. They speak, they speak. Look at the battle between David and Goliath. It was speaking before they started fighting with anything. It's speaking. In the realms of the spirit, the battles are by speaking. So if you lack content, you'll be defeated. May you not lack content. In the name of Jesus. Now, so it means that when it comes to conquering the opposition and the works of the enemy, the word of God is trustworthy. You can rest on God's word. You can lean on God's word. That is all you need to lean on him. The word of God is trustworthy. It can be trusted. His word 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 can be trusted. There's a lady that is in town speaking nonsense everywhere. She says she's a pastor. The way she's, she boldly speaks about things. Please be mindful of the things you're hearing in town. Be mindful. Be mindful. And just recently, I think in an interview, she exposed herself. Is are you a Christian? He said, it depends on how you see it. Because the Christ are talking about, you don't understand. This Christ is a consciousness. He's everywhere. In the stones, in the rocks. I didn't speak to the dead. They are all spirits we deal with. Are you hearing? If you ever see any man of God tell you that, the Bible is not the word of God. Run away from that man. If any man of God holds the Bible and says, this Bible is not the word of God. Not the word of God. Yes. Run away. You are about to die. Run away. Every man that ever stood and disputed the authenticity of the scriptures, check their ministry. After a while, they are dead and gone. They backslide because you cannot do that. That is, that is, the word of God is trustworthy why is the word trustworthy let's go to 2 Timothy chapter number 3 2 Timothy let's take it from Okay, chapter 3, uh, let's read it from the verse number 15 to 17. Is it there? Can you join me to read it quickly, people of God? Let's go, one, three, four, go. Hold on, what is it called? Holy Scriptures. What is it called? Okay, continue, sir. 
Verse 16. Hold on. All what? All what? He said, This is all scripture. This is all scripture. Uh, like in James. All scripture is what? Given by Israel. And what? And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, verse 17. That the man of God, meaning you, not me, you, you, amen, may be perfect. Uh huh. Okay. Now, give us the amplified classic for the verse number 16. Why is the word trustworthy? So the, the, is it, let's go. It says every scripture is God what given by His inspiration and profitable for instruction, for reproof. Give me TPT. Every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the Ruach of God, the Holy Ghost is the breath of God in heaven. The atmosphere is the Holy Ghost, and the scriptures were written by Him. The scriptures on your phone, the scriptures in that book in your hand, the Bible says that they were written by the Holy Ghost. That's why they are holy. Don't let any man confuse you. Before you ever open your mouth and say there's error in the Bible, make sure you have assured me you've read the Bible 23 times thoroughly with the Holy Ghost in fasting. Then come and tell me that nonsense. The scriptures are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they were written by the Holy Spirit mm. now give us 2 Peter 1 verse 20 21 2 Peter 1 verse 20 21 knowing this verse that no prophecy of the scripture is of private interpretation verse 21 for the prophecy came not so it's talking about prophecy of scriptures so it's talking about scriptures came not in old time by the will of man. It means no man sat down and said, mm, let me put this together. So you hear all those lies they tell people, all those lies, all those lies, that some people sat down and they cooked everything. Hey, they, they, they can cook. Wow. That one verse has not less than two, three references. Every scripture. You've not read the Bible properly. From Genesis Revelations, you see repetitions. By people who we didn't even consult with others, they wrote the same thing. They wrote the same thing. Maybe on Tuesday during prayer, I'll bring a document and read to you the mystery about the Bible. So he says that it's no man that sat down. Hey, do you understand? Sixty-six books. Written by a lot of authors in different ages and time. They never compared notes. They wrote the same thing. There's a scripture in Isaiah. You find the exact thing like photocopy. I think in Micah. Same thing in Micah. Isaiah chapter 2. The same thing. And Micah did not know Isaiah. Don't let anybody confuse you. spirit breath now he says that but holy man of God 
as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now, 2 Timothy 3.16 says, the Holy Ghost wrote it. He used vessels. He says what? Holy men of God. That holy men of God, it does not mean that they had no sin. But God chose them to be his pens to write it. I was listening to Derek Prince, one of the amazing Bible teachers you can ever listen to. And he made a statement. He said, the word of God is tried seven times in the furnace. And he mentioned that the clay is weak. The clay stands for the man. But the weakness of the clay does not affect its power to purify because the fire makes it clean. So holy men, as they were moved by God, as Paul was moved by God, he wrote it down. As David was moved by God, he was writing the Psalms down. As Solomon was moved, I know he married plenty, but he said, holy man, you don't know God. <laughs> holy man. <laughs> you are busy. Ah, get up and up and up. You don't know. You don't know what God did. You don't know. You don't know. Holy man, as we move. Moses. Genesis 2. Genesis 2. Deuteronomy. As they were moved, holy men, holy men. So, these scriptures, they carry life in them. They carry power in them. I told you, I don't know if you were here. I told you, if a man of God, I think it was during the week, one of the prayer meetings, a man of God had an accident and his spinal cord. That man came here. The man that, the man, Dr. George, came to preach here. He had an accident and his spinal cord. They said, this one, a bit check. He went, locked himself up, took the Bible, started reading. Soaking the word, soaking the word, soaking the word, soaking the word. Hebrews 4, 12. The word of God, Shema, then just so. He was there, soaking, soaking, soaking. By the time he went for the next review, they asked him, what happened? He said, what happened? He said, it's like you never had an accident. We have too many examples to show that this word works. There's life in it because the Holy Spirit wrote them. If the Holy Spirit wrote them, then we can trust it. Are you with me? You can't trust the word of a man because a man is not stable. Even the one that means well, means you so, I mean the guy, oh, I, I mean, I mean, he loves you. I mean, he loves you. He will do anything for you. Praise God. But just right there in that good intention he has for you, attention comes. He has to attend to that attention and forget about you. There are some of you here, when it's time to sow seed, you say you don't have money, but you have savings, plenty of them. Kinds of investments, you have plenty. You don't like to hold money on you because you know yourself. If money comes to you, it will go. So you are put in banks. Every time, I don't have money, I don't have money, but you have money. And the Lord is looking at you. You just keep, keep keeping that money there. That bank is about to go down. Hallelujah <laughs> to Jesus. You know, my wife did something some time ago, and I was like, Jesus, you are Lord. Somebody blessed her with a very powerful gadget. Very expensive gadget. And one Sunday, he had just used a thing for about a week. She was there, he said, said, honey, I feel led to sow it in my mother's life. I said, eh. Oh, you ask permission. She, it is your own. That day, she sold the gadget. The next night, thieves came to our house. They stole her laptop, stole her phone. And I know, because she would love that gadget. So that I've been right there. I've taken it. That, that day she gave it. I think it was the evening. Evening. In the store. 
came there and stole our gadgets. And they stole. So they would have taken that thing that she has for one week. Only yeah. But when she sold it, there's a blessing that's come upon her life. There's a joy in her spirit. There's something that has happened to her. And her mother is very happy. But this time, somebody's trying to sell it. So that seed, God says, should give. You don't know. God is helping you. That car, give it. You're wasting too much money on repairs. Give it. Sow it as a seed. Sow that car. He's worrying you. Sow it. <laughs> it's the key to the car that will give you problems. You'll be there. Be holding my car, my car, my car. I don't want this. My car express my mind. Don't worry. Package it. Bring this, the, the thing. We'll pray about it. We'll sell it. We need to finish some buy AC and things. And you see, your life will not be hot again. God will help you out. Praise God. That's a prophetic word for somebody. Hallelujah. The word is trustworthy because it's by the breath of God. It's by the breath of God. Men are unstable, but God is ever sure. Instability is a characteristic of anything that dwells within time. Anything that has beginning has an end. It's not stable. You can't trust it. But there is he who was not created but created all things. He has no beginning, has no end, yet he has a beginning to begin with and an end to end with. The one that no one rules, he rules all by himself. He sleeps in himself and he, oh God, he's got a tabernacle and he's, see, he's the house and the rent, the, the, the tenant at the same time. That is the God I'm talking about here. No one can control him. He controls all things. If he has spoken, then I can trust that one. So the word is trustworthy. Number two. Now, now, so this is the thing here. This is the breakdown. Now, if the word is trustworthy and the word cannot fail, why does it seem as if the word is failing to me? It's because the word didn't come to you. You didn't see the word. There is a factor that affects dependency on the word. It's called your flesh. Now note this. Prayer doesn't make the word effective. Prayer doesn't make the word powerful. The word is already powerful. So, the word is already powerful. Mommy taught us that recently. The word is power and powerful. How many of you remember that message? Ah, the prevailing word. Powerful message. So, your prayer doesn't make the word more like you are garnishing the word. So, the word you have to me. The word has to me already. It is to me. But your flesh is not allowing you to depend on the word. The ability of the word to work in you is stirred by dependency on him. So your prayer and your fasting helps you to depend. It takes away the limitation of the flesh. So you can depend on the word. Are you here? Are you here? Are you with me? So prayer and fasting helps deal with the flesh. Does not allow you to depend on the power of the word. So I wrote something here in my notes that roll away the stone. Roll away the stone. What stone is that? It's the stone of the flesh. I told you some time ago, I think last month that we're having a, a, the power of prayer. I told you that even your alertness, how alert you are when the word is coming, uh, it's a proof of your prayer life. When you are dull in spirit, you dose when word is coming. It's a hard truth, but you must take it. 
When you can't concentrate when the word is coming, it means you are dull in spirit. When you are active in spirit, you love to hear God. No matter how your body behaves, you want to hear something. Are you here with me? You are believed to even digest the word that comes and understand the word. You know, some of us have different understanding. You can say one thing and I'll ask three people what I mean by what I said. I'll hear different things. Hello? I'm coming. What does it mean? Well, so it means you are coming. So it means you will come. It will shock you. Somebody say that. So it means you will not come. Some people interpret that thing differently. Have you ever told somebody something? And when you heard later, you're like, ah, wait, oh, who said that? Say, ah, so it's you. And like, ah, me? When did I say it? Say, eh, you said it. Who said that? Um, Sister Ako said you said that. Sister Abana said that you are saying that. As Sister E confirmed. So by the time the word comes to you, like, ah, did I really say that? I don't remember saying that. So you see, your experiences in life and the things you have interacted with becomes that thing that interprets information. How is it that you are passing? Some people are laughing. Say they're laughing at you. Like why? They are laughing. Maybe because you have a low self-esteem. You look down on yourself, so you think everyone looks down on you. You were, were laughing when you just met the laughter. Ha! Pastor, I'm leaving this church. Oh, brother, why? They always laughing at me. You too, why don't you delay sometimes when you are coming to the place? Roll away the storm. Hopefully on Tuesday when we get praying, if I have the opportunity, I will finish up what I was teaching. Having touched on some few things. But saints, the word of God is dependable. God's word has power and is power. Your praying does not make it more powerful. It rather helps you to depend on his word. Your praying, your fasting helps you roll away the stone so you can depend on him well. Now meditate on this scripture when you get home. John chapter number 8. Read it together and then we will end the teachings. We're going to pray very shortly and after that we're going to take our offerings and our tithes. So write down John chapter number 8. John chapter number 8 and the verses number 31 to verse 32. John 8, 31 and 32. Please, when you go home, meditate on that word. And we may talk about it a little bit when we meet. God's word is dependable. God's word can be relied on. He will not fail in his word. He said to Jeremiah, Thou hast seen well, and I will hasten my word to perform. And John 10 35 says, The scriptures cannot be broken. The word of God cannot lie to you. Praise the name of Jesus. I pray that this morning, as we're about to pray for some five, seven minutes, that there will be a release of fire upon you that will cause you to be to, to have discipline to stay until you receive the word of him give us Luke
24 and verse number 45, the TPT. I want us to pray that scripture this morning. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. I have met people who are not pastors. They are not even deacons of a church. They are not even elders of a church. But they are so deep in the word by application than pastors. So the fact that I'm a pastor does not mean that I may be deep in the word than you. And depth in the word is not your ability to eloquently explain a scripture. No, no, no. That's not it. You can be eloquent to do a presentation, but it's not here. Depth is inside. Depth is inside. It's inside. Hallelujah. Give us a TPT translation, please, quickly. Can we read it together? One, two, three, four, go. He supernaturally unlocked their understanding to receive the revelation scriptures. There's what the scripture reveals or there's who the scripture reveals. Bible says he unlocked the understanding. You unlock. How many of you have had a phone? Somebody brought a phone from outside. Very nice phone, but it was locked. The phone is very nice. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody one time said, oh, that is when I blessed my phone. I said, oh, praise God. I said, but daddy, I'm not happy. It's, 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 it's locked. It's locked. I remember when somebody blessed me with um, 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 when um, iPhone X came and, and had a privilege to have one and unfortunately it was locked. We now look for somebody who has that SIM. What more SIM be? I'm going to unlock it. What was it? Yeah. You're kind. <laughs> Amen. Until then, I was admiring the phone. Ah, phone, phone, yeah, phone. No, no. That was the best I could do. All the potentials of the phone, all the benefits that the phone could give me, I could not access it because it was locked. It was what? It was what? It was what? It was what? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Can you imagine that somebody has sent you 10,000 your momo and you have forgotten your pain? Hey, Jesus. In fact, that number was an old number you had. That's what number the person knew. No, send this kind of call. Now, see, it's who is who for Nibium. Refi, when you empty for Nenya. Hallelujah. Mwembia Dina, Menimbuadasi. There's 10K, and this is you suffering, and there's 10K. But it's locked, it's locked, it's locked, it's locked. What I'm trying to say is this. There's so much treasures in the scriptures, so much in the scriptures. But as long as you are not unlocked, you cannot enjoy of it. Lift and say, Father, unlock my understanding to receive the revelation of scriptures. Lift your voice loud. Hey, come on. There's so much in there for you. Oh, place your hand on your head and pray. He supernaturally unlocked their understanding. Unlocked their understanding. Supernaturally unlocked their understanding. Oh. To receive the revelation of scriptures. He searched the scriptures thinking in it. In it you have life. But these, they speak of me. They speak of me. Shout a good amen. Just one more prayer. The purpose of the revelation of scripture is for living. 
is for application. It's in the application that you see the demonstration of God's power in the application. And more application leads to more conversion into the likeness of Christ. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? So, your eyes are open. Ah! Okay. Okay. Then I do as I have seen. As I do as I have seen, I will see. As I am seen, I am becoming like him. Are you getting the whole idea? So it means that after a man's understanding unlocked and he begins to see the revelation which is Christ Jesus, it begins to look like Christ. Now give us 2 Corinthians chapter number 3 verse number 18 quickly. 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 Give us the King James. But we all with open face beholding us in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Now, give us the John 8, verse 32, and let's round it up with this prayer. <laughs> My dad and mom were telling me about something. That this lady, this lady, she said, she's a Muslim now. That the way she's enjoying, she didn't enjoy her when, when she was a Christian. <laughs> Islam has made her disciplined. But Christian, she was just anyhow. And Papa asked, was she, actually, was she a Christian? She was not. Uh, people, listen. Christianity is not a tag of a religion. That name didn't come like that. They looked at them. They said, ah, these guys, they look like Christ. That's how we got that name. It was not a tag that ah, religion, I'm a Christian, I'm a Muslim. No. People looked at them and said, these are little Christ. They, they are Christ-like. These guys, these guys, they look like this man that just died and they said he rose again. He looks, he looks like him. You will look like Jesus. Some of you don't believe that, but I said you will look like Jesus. What's going to happen? When he unlocks your understanding, there's one more thing you must do. It says, and ye shall know. Give me 31, sir. Give me 31, sir. Give me 31, sir. Quickly, quickly. It says, then Jesus, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word. When he has unlocked your understanding, you must continue. You must continue. You want to say, Father, I receive the grace of continuity and consistency in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift your voice. Pray that prayer in just two minutes. There's grace available. If only you can pray. If only you can pray. God bless you for listening to this message. You can also enjoy our messages on Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and all other podcast platforms. Visit us at Dominion Chapel International, the special place near the XGI building, Shashi Accra. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive more life-impacting teachings by our seasoned ministers of the gospel 
every single week. You can also follow DCI, their special place, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Always remember that God loves you.